1971, the Canadian band, five-man electrical band, recorded the song Signs, detailing the multiple ways signs are used to exclude and to mark barriers. The song begins with the memorable lines. And the sign says, long-haired, freaky people need not apply. So I tucked my hair up under my hat and I went in to ask him why. He said, you look like a fine, upstanding young man. I think you'll do. So I took off my hat and said, imagine that, huh, me working for you. And some of you are already thinking of the, I, I, I can hear it. Like the song, signs are often used to exclude, to mark barriers, to warn, no trespassing, keep out, beware of dog. This, this kind of sign making is what religious and secular powers do in John's Gospel. It culminates with the cross. The cross serves as the ultimate sign of death in response to Jesus' signs of abundant life, an anti-sign, if you will. However, Jesus turns this, even this sign of death into one of new life. Over the past three months, I have talked a lot. Well, I talk a lot anyway. But I've talked a lot, especially about Jesus' signs in John's Gospel. There are seven main signs in Jesus' ministry. Beginning with changing the water to wine at Cana and ending with the raising of Lazarus. And they, they, each, each sign seems to ratchet up things a little more. A little more until it culminates in Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. All of Jesus' signs point to the abundant life given by following Jesus' way instead of the way of the powers, the powers of empire, the powers of control, the powers of sin and death. The water to wine and the miracle of the loaves are signs of God's abundance. The healings are signs of restoration, not just of bodily function, but of relationships as well. Walking on water is a sign of the courage found in Christ amid chaos. And the raising of Lazarus is the ultimate sign of Jesus' mastery over life and death. With that sign, Jesus neutralizes the most potent weapon that the powers have, that of death. So it shouldn't be surprising that this sign causes the powers to react. Indeed, the powers that be react after many of Jesus' signs. Jesus heals a disabled man by the pool, way back in John chapter 5, which causes the religious leaders to open an investigation into the illegal timing of the healing. That's what they're concerned about, the timing. It was on a Sabbath. After healing the man born blind, their investigation turns to outright persecution as they expel the formerly blind man from the community. Jesus' healing of Lazarus is simply the final straw for them. So they lynch Jesus on a cross outside the city walls. And Pilate puts his own cruel sign on the cross. A sign that does double duty. It further humiliates Jesus for his supposed claim to be king of the Jews, which, by the way, he doesn't, he doesn't claim exactly for himself at all. 
It also humiliates the religious leaders who brought these charges in the first place, ridiculing their hopes for a Messiah altogether. The religious leaders object, but Pilate is way beyond caring at this point. He might have said, I wrote what I wrote, we're done. You wanted a king, there's your king. What a contemptible sight. Such happens to Jesus and anyone who would dare challenge the powers that be. It's an anti-sign of death in response to Jesus' signs of life. And as such, this sign serves as the height of irony in John's Gospel. Because it reveals a truth completely hidden to appearances. The sign on the cross is true in a way that Pilate never intended. Written in three main languages of the known world, world, it points to Jesus' universality. Jesus truly is king, not just of the Jews, but of God's people of every time and of every place. The cross, an instrument of horror, terror, and death, becomes his throne. And Golgotha, skull place itself, becomes the place where death's power is destroyed. No one, of course, knew this at the time, except for Jesus himself, who always knew where he was going and what his destiny was. To anyone looking on, it would have appeared that Rome had won yet again, that violence, subjugation, destruction had won out over new life. Things may be similar today. After a lengthy season of pandemic, isolation, civil turmoil, and war, it can be difficult to see new life. Even spring seems a little delayed this year, doesn't it? Although I'm told that this is what winter used to be like, but still, it's it's been a long winter, hasn't it? Jesus freed us from the powers of sin and death. But it doesn't always appear like that's the case. So what do we do? How do we live when signs, every sign we can see, points to death? C.S. Lewis, writing as the elder devil Screwtape to his nephew Wormwood in the Screwtape letters, wrote, Be not deceived, Wormwood. Our cause is never more in jeopardy than when a human, no longer desiring but still intending to do our enemy, God's will, looks round upon a universe in which every trace of him seems to have vanished and asks why he has been forsaken and still obeys. When all signs point to death, the church is called to be the sign that points to life. When all signs point to death, the church is called to be the sign that points to life. I mentioned last week that Jesus freed us from the grasp of the powers of sin, death, and the devil by choosing to go to the cross, by laying down his life for us whom he calls friends. That means that we can make choices too. We are freed in a way that we weren't before. As signs ourselves that point to life, we practice that freedom as far as we can on this side of heaven. One of the lies of the powers is to say, that's just how things are. That's the world we live in. You're just one person. You can't escape. We believe differently 
And so we act differently. We choose differently. We choose to embody forgiveness, mercy, and shalom in our families, in our workplaces, and in our communities. We choose to embody the peace and the love of Christ, a peace and love that confronts injustice in all its forms. Not a passive, weak kind of life, but a life that is powered by Christ's own courage, an active kind of life, a living, busy, active faith, as Luther said. This, this life that led, this kind of courage that led Jesus into direct confrontation with the powers themselves. Confrontation that led to life for us all. So where is the sign of life amid a world of death? Beloved people of God, you are the sign of life, and I am the sign of life. We all are signs of life in this world. So the Lord continue to grant us his courage and root us in his love so that we can be sign makers who know that Christ has destroyed the powers of sin and death, and nothing is ever the same because of that. We are new people, new people, risen up, to serve and love God forever. Thanks be to God. Amen. Amen.